This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, May 31st. I'm Julia Caulfield. And I'm Gavin McGough. In today's headlines, wastewater treatment plant in dire need of expansion. A fresh crop of summer books. Telluride celebrates graduating seniors with parade down Main Street. And a mountain weather forecast. Telluride's wastewater treatment plant is in desperate need of an upgrade. We have our our permit capacity of 3,708 pounds per day of BOD. Okay, so that's that's how many pounds of uh, BOD that the plant can treat. That's Kyle Beck, Telluride director of public work, speaking at a town council meeting last week. Now we are producing 3,800. So we so physically the amount of nutrients that's going to the plant. The plant is struggling or is not designed to be able to treat that, to be able to uh, release the effluent into the river at that mineral capacity. Beck notes plant operators are working to make sure discharge from the treatment plant is in compliance with state requirements despite the challenges. Per state law, once a treatment plant is at 80% capacity, local governments should be in the design phase of an expansion. Once the plant is at 95% capacity, local governments should be constructing that expansion or cease issuing new building permits within the treatment plant area until construction begins. We are over capacity. We are over 100% capacity. So we're beyond where we're supposed to be for the design. We're supposed to be in the construction phase. And so one thing that could happen because of this is we would have to uh, obey by the state where we may have to limit uh, development. We have to limit festivals um, in that capacity. But the fact of the matter is that we are over plant capacity. According to Beck, when we talk about a need for an expansion, it's not due to too much material going into the plant. The issue is with BOD, or biochemical oxygen demand. And that's measured uh, the amount of the oxygen that takes for microorganisms to break down the organic matter in the sewage. If your plant can't break that down, you're discharging um, against your permit into the San Miguel River. And so those are the numbers that we're trying to address um, as we speak. Uh, But that's the reason why we are in this expansion and uh, are having this discussion today. Beck says while the time is now, he expects an element of leniency from the state. You know, prior to 2021, we were in compliance. Um, We weren't at the 80 percent. We didn't need to get into the design phase. But then all of a sudden we hit the spike to where we jumped not only beyond the 80 percent, but beyond the 95%, which states that we should be in construction. So I think the state would also understand that all of a sudden we had this huge jump. So there wasn't even really time to you know, establish, oh, we were supposed to be in the design and now construction. Beck says they planned the expansion to take place in three phases. Phase A is new infrastructure. That's going to be completely new building. Um, that's going to be removing the headworks Um, out of this area here, which is right next to um, the laboratory, the staff um, offices, the restrooms, cafeteria, lunchroom, we'll call it. Um, It'll move that away so folks can actually maybe enjoy lunch without that sweet smell. Phase B and C will include upgrades to secondary treatment, UV disinfection, the existing facilities electrical, and solids handling assets. While under construction, especially in Phase B, Beck says, the capacity of the treatment plant will be limited by at least a third. It can't be anything that's 
you know, hey, let's just try to do it during, um, you know, slow season. This is months and months of construction that could really confine us in a whole year of limiting festivals, development freeze, um, and then additional enhancement to uh, industrial uh, pretreatment programs. So I really want to emphasize on that, that things are going to have to change in that construction. And I want to make sure that we at least start that conversation. While the news isn't necessarily an easy pill to swallow, Councilmember Dan Enright appreciates Beck's frankness. I have not started to envision how to break that news to our community. Uh, next summer, we might have to have reduced festival capacity and a temporary pause uh, on new development. And that that's, is going that is going to be a difficult message to swallow and something we the sooner we as council and as a town government can start doing that, the better. And making people understand that it's not it's not fun. It's not what we're we want to do, but it's a necessity. It's medicine. Public works will continue discussion with regional partners who help fund the treatment plant. The town aims to begin construction on the wastewater treatment plant expansion in 2024. School is almost out and the Judd Weeby Trail is in. So it must be summer in Telluride. What better way to celebrate the season than with a good book? Director of the Wilkinson Library, Sarah Landeryu, and service specialists, Tiffany Osborne and Christiane Shorn, stop by Kodo to share a fresh crop of summer reads. Landeryu kicks it off. So for me, summer reading, it evokes sort of like the vacation for your mind, right? So you want to pick out a book that's going to take you to new places, have compelling characters, and hopefully be a little bit fun. Right. There was a title called Bad Summer People by Ellen Ro Emma Rosenblum. And some of the reviews said that it was juicy and in the vein of If You Liked White Lotus, the TV show. The upcoming season is full of anticipated releases with new romance from Ellen Hildebrand and Emily Henry, a thriller from Stacey Abrams and historical fiction from Lisa C. But Shorn says it's not only the new books which make for good summer reading. It's not a new book, but I've been listening to Remarkably Bright Creatures, mm -hmm. and it is an excellent audiobook and a really great summer read because it's based on the West Coast, and it's about an older lady who creates this relationship with an octopus at an aquarium that she cleans. And it's just light and fun, and I'm really enjoying the characters. And then I'd like to mention some new non-fiction books coming out. Um, in May, there's a book coming out called Brave the Wild River, and it's the untold story of two women who mapped the botany of the Grand Canyon. That's so cool. Yeah, so that one's by Melissa L. Sevingi. Which titles are already hot as summer comes into full? Osborne says a few are flying off the library shelves. Well, first and foremost is going to be Demon Copperhead mm -hmm. by Barbara Kingsolver. Um, she just won the Pulitzer. And I mean, it has been incredibly popular. There's, the wait list is 166 long at the moment. But um, I would say that's probably one of the most popular. Um, we still have to hand out Lessons in Chemistry, which was mm -hmm. the book of the year last year, but it is definitely carried over. Light read, once again, where it is light, but uh, there's definitely humor. Um, there's a lot feminist viewpoints in it. I mean, it, it's a lot, but it's um, it's well regarded. And mentioning Lessons in Chemistry made me think of Deborah Levy. She's a really strong um, feminist author who writes with 
compelling, complicated women characters. She's won the Booker Prize for The Man Who Saw Everything, which is an excellent book if you haven't read that. And she has a new book coming out called August Blue. Other upcoming books which are sure to please library patrons. I'm actually going to tack on to that. And um, Anne Patchett is coming out with a new book. Um, it is not historical fiction, but it's Anne Patchett. So she brought us The Dutch House a couple of years ago. Um, super well liked. It'll be one of those books that constantly fly off our shelves. Um, it's called Tom Lake. Um, it's a meditation on youthful love, married love, and the lives of parents have led before their children were born. So it's children realizing that their parents had a whole nother life before them. Um, and it's gonna, it's on, it's appearing on several different best of summer read lists. So I'm excited for that. Summer reading belongs first and foremost to students out of school for the next few months, whether it be for pleasure or by assignment. Shorn has a new favorite title for Telluride's youngest. I have some kids books too. If that's a good segue into that. Um, I just read a new kids graphic novel called Bert the Beetle by Ashley Spires and it's a really funny book and it has awesome illustrations and wonderful insect facts and it it's about Bert and how he doesn't really have any amazing talents like other bugs have but then he finds out what his amazing talents are through his friends. Osborne recalls one of her most impactful summer reads from back in the day, a book which has remained a classic over generations. Well, let's just, let's go back, because Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret was just playing here the movie. Mm -hmm. Judy Bloom just had um, her documentary out, and we actually have a waiting list for Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret of adults and kids wanting to reread that book. Mm -hmm. And talk about nostalgia, just Mm -hmm. thinking about it has brought back so many memories for me. I was probably sixth grade in summer. It was it was pretty, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty important in in my life. I used to read a lot of Gossip Girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, was that it? <laughs> okay. You're so and young. It was it was just a fun light summer romance read, you know, and they would go out to whatever rich island they had a house on, and it was fun for the summer. Whatever your summer read of choice, the library invites you to celebrate this jam-packed season with a flash mob on Thursday, June 1st at the Gondola Plaza at noon. The celebration will feature cookies, books, and information about the library's summer programs for folks of all ages and literary tastes. The school year is coming to a close as the class of 2023 prepares to receive their diplomas and head out into the world, Telluride took time to celebrate them with the annual graduation parade down Main Street. (laughs) Decked out in cars, bikes, and fire engines to start, graduating students in full cap and gown drove down Colorado Ave, waving to supportive onlookers through intermittent rain showers. Those onlookers share their well wishes for the students as they leave the safe nest of home and head into adulthood. Hey, this is Tiffany Osborne, mother of a 2023, um, I'm going to cry already, Chalyrad High School graduate. Um, Do I have a message for them? Um, Embrace life. Enjoy. Do whatever you can. Just live. That's all I got because I'm going to (laughs) cry. I'm just going to cry.
Hi, I'm Ursula Gristel. I work at the high school in Italia, right? Uh, 9th through 12th grade. And uh, my advice will be just work hard and then you will get to this day and you will enjoy the rest of your life. Hi, my name is Lulu Pumiali. I'm a 2022 graduate of Telluride High School. And my advice is to keep an open mind. I think it's very important when you travel or decide even to stay in town and do something, take a gap year, go to college, anything. Just keep an open mind, meet people. Be vocal about your intentions in life and keep an open mind to new goals and meeting new people. I'm Madeline Herman and my advice would be be friendly to everybody and be open to new experiences. Hi, my name's Mary and if I had any advice for the class of 2023, I'd say learn how to take care of yourself first if you haven't learned how to do that yet. Treat yourself right, drink water, eat good food, get plenty of sleep. And then everything else comes after. And this is how it feels. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. And as our lives change from whatever, we will still be friends my name is Dennis Andreco, local librarian at the Telluride Library. And my advice for the class of 2023 would be to just be true to yourself and never compromise on what you think is good for you. Hi, I'm Abby Herman and my son Nathan's is in is graduating this year and I just say that Life is hard sometimes on the outside, and but you keep on plugging away, and good times will be there soon enough. Sarah Milder. If you're going to college and you're a freshman and you see a class that starts at 8 a.m., I'm going to just give you a heads up that 8 a.m. is very early when you're in college. So Sarah Lopez from the high school, and I would just say to live life to the fullest and don't ever take the day for granted. Just enjoy what that day brings and then look forward to the next. Hi, this is Dan Enright, uh, and my advice to the class of 2023 is to continue to get involved in local politics. There's no place that you can make a bigger impact than starting at your home. Um, Rod, teacher at the middle high school. Hey guys, I appreciate it. Love you guys. Um, one thing I will say is, hey, take it all in. Take everything in that you can and experience everything that you can and enjoy it while you can because it's going to pass you by just like your high school years, so enjoy it. Hey, class of 2023, this is Jen Parsons and I would like to say go out there in the world and try new things and don't think that you can't do them. Because you can. Also, like, keep a lot of spare change around or dollar bills for the laundromat. Keep a toothbrush in your purse or backpack, right? Practical things. What else? Um, baby wipes. <laughs> learn, learn how to do laundry before you leave your house so you know how to do it when you get to school. Learn how to make three really cheap meals. Telluride High School's graduation will take place on Friday, June 2nd at 3 p.m. at the Palm Theater.
The 2023 Mountain Film Festival has officially wrapped, with a number of films taking home top awards. The Grab took home Mountain Film's top award of Audience Choice Feature, as well as the Minds Moving Mountains Award. The film investigates the seizure of food and water resources by governments and the private sector, at the expense of entire populations. The global thriller takes audiences around the world to reveal one of the world's biggest and least known threats. The Audience Choice Short Award went to the Orchestra Chuck Bilt, a portrait of a majority black in Latino youth orchestra in Los Angeles. Greener Pastures won Best Feature Documentary. That film follows the day-to-day -day lives of four multi-generational family farms over the course of three years. Best short film went to Nina and Irina. Filmmaker Daniel Lombroso turns the camera towards his own family, with his 90-year-old grandmother revealing the painful story of her sister's disappearance during the Holocaust. The Hurricanes won the Women in Film Award. Looking at the Houston Hurricanes, the women's first full tackle football league in the 1970s. The Student Choice Award went to Full Circle, which follows Trevor Kennison and Barry Corbett as they transform the tragedy of spinal cord injuries into extreme possibilities. And finally, the Charlie Fowler Best Adventure Film went to Real Rock, Resistance Climbing, which follows a tight-knit climbing community in Palestine as they explore the power of climbing to transform lives. Over 100 films showed at the 2023 Mountain Film Festival, with over 70 premieres. Colorado Parks and Wildlife is considering changes to its structure for big game hunting season, and it's looking for public input through a series of community meetings. The meetings will include discussion on alternatives regarding over-the-counter archery and rifle elk licenses, season date structures for rifle season for deer and elk, and early archery and muzzleloader seasons. There will also be conversations on adding rifle and deer opportunities for the first regular rifle season and adding a second regular rifle buck and doe pronghorn season. CPW holds a public meeting in Montrose on Monday, June 12th from 6 to 7.30 at the Montrose Police Department Community Room. There will be virtual meetings on Thursday, June 1st and Thursday, June 29th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Registration is available at engagecpw.org. Colorado's congressional delegation is requesting over a billion dollars in federal funding for a number of local projects. As KOTO's Lucas Brady Woods reports, the requests are part of Congress's yearly process to divvy up money in the federal budget. The majority of the requests are from Senators Michael Bennett and John Hickenlooper for infrastructure improvements. Representative Yadira Caraveo from Colorado's new 8th District requested $39 million, the most of Colorado's House members. She says the investments will help accommodate her district's growing population. What I am hearing from every single community that I meet with is infrastructure, 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 whether it's transportation, water issues. Um, it's just it goes back to the growth that Colorado has seen um, for quite some time. Her funding requests focus on road, water and transportation infrastructure. They also include investments in community spaces like a teen center in Greeley run by the Boys and Girls Club. The requests will go through a lengthy congressional review and not all of them will be approved. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods in Denver.
The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for scattered showers and thunderstorms tonight with a low near 40 degrees. Rain showers are likely to continue Thursday with a forecast high near 55. Thursday night calls for clouds and rain with a low near 35 degrees. Expect rain and thunderstorms to continue throughout the day on Friday with forecast high near 50 degrees and low around 35. Showers and thunderstorms are likely to continue into Friday night. This has been the news for Wednesday, May 31st. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Attention all families. Join Wilkinson Public Library and Bright Futures for a fun, free, bilingual family cooking class on the following Wednesdays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. June 7th, June 21st, July 12th, and July 26th. Practice your English and Spanish and enjoy cooking traditional recipes from a variety of countries as a family. Children of all ages are welcome and registration is required. Visit the telluridelibrary.org event calendar to sign up today. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you'd like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Kodo. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.